You're listening to In the Vault, a KPMG banking industry podcast series. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Liz Lamadou, a principal in KPMG's banking and capital markets tax practice. And joining me today is my colleague, Sue Caputo, who's a managing director in our business license tax group. Sue, thanks for joining. Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to talk to you about business licenses. Great. And I know you've been doing business license work for over 20 years across the country. And so you are a good resource on it. And so, yeah, let's just jump in today. And I want to talk about a couple of different things, but why don't we start with what's a business license? Yeah, that's a great question, Liz. Um, You would probably know a business license if you saw it. Um, Quite simply, it's a certificate that's issued by a government entity to businesses to basically allow them the privilege of conducting business within certain jurisdictions. Business licenses are issued by the federal, state, and local governments. Primarily, however, it's the local governments that issue business licenses, which make them sometimes difficult from an administrative perspective to manage because Every local jurisdiction may have their own requirements, and in most places, they don't follow one another, nor do they follow a state. So all that being said, not all jurisdictions may require a business to be licensed. It really depends on the location of the business, and further, it depends on the type of business activities that may be happening within a certain jurisdiction. So it's important to note that even if the state doesn't require a license, that doesn't necessarily exclude the local jurisdictions, both cities, counties, districts, from imposing a requirement. Additionally, and to make matters even a little bit more complicated in this space, the jurisdictions will typically require each location to be separately licensed and may have a requirement for each business activity to be separately licensed. So again, it can become a voluminous and administrative burden for a lot of our clients to keep up with compliance as these do have a a frequent renewal that needs to happen. That just strikes me as a lot of jurisdictions, first off. If you're talking about all localities in all the states, and you talked about different types of businesses. Can requiring license. Can you give us a little more detail on that? Do all, all businesses or just specialty businesses? No, um, all businesses may require a general business license, again, for the privilege of operating. So I know we've all been into a brick and mortar location. And if you go up to the front register, there's likely a picture frame that is proudly displaying a business's license. And because they have inspections and other things that need to occur by the jurisdiction, and they have to present evidence to those inspectors demonstrating that they are properly licensed. So in addition to brick and mortar locations within a jurisdiction, and again, depending on the jurisdiction's requirements, other places may require a license if you simply have employees or vehicles driving through their jurisdiction whether it to be doing deliveries, making sales, or other types of business activities. Still, other jurisdictions may require a license simply based on having economic nexus within a jurisdiction. So if you've got 
if a business has gross receipts attributable to a particular jurisdiction in some, and California comes to mind, they could have a business license requirement even absent any other physical nexus within a certain jurisdiction. And then there are you other... Know, Sue, Sue, let me interrupt you there because if I think about banking, and I'm, I'm sure branches in a certain location probably are aware of or understand the licensing requirements. What about things like having just a one-off ATM or, and you mentioned also just economic nexus. I suspect that's a lot harder to keep track of. It is, except that there are, again, requirements around things like ATM. In many jurisdictions, the authorities treat an ATM as if it's a brick and mortar business location. So they will license that ATM. And while there's not a requirement to post there, there's a requirement to have a license on file for that ATM. Similar to financial services being offered within a jurisdiction. And again, possibly more difficult to track, but still the requirement exists and there's a reporting requirement against that business license in order to keep the license current. Gotcha. And then are there different types of licenses? Would it potentially be different for a branch versus an ATM versus just offering financial services from afar? Yes, yes. And it, it, it does depend. And a lot of the dependency is based on whether or not you have a brick and mortar location, because along with a brick and mortar location can come in addition to a general business license to operate that location. They could also have permits such as an alarm permit or a sign permit that's required by the jurisdiction that needs to be maintained for that particular bank branch and possibly even for that ATM. ATMs also may be subject to a vending license in some jurisdiction, depending on how the regulations are written. Um, and again, things like signage and right of way and other sorts of obscure permits could be applicable to, to banks and ATMs. There are also um, more regulated licenses that could be applicable to banks for, depending on the activities being conducted that are around the service offering of professional services or financial services, again, depending on what's being done within a particular jurisdiction. Definitely lots of locations, different types of licenses, potentially. How about fees associated with this? And, and let me just add that lots of times we hear business license tax. So mm -hmm. is this a tax? Are there fees associated with this or, or what, what would a bank be looking at as they apply? Yeah, a, a little bit of all of the above. So in certain jurisdictions, the business license is tied to a local level tax and the tax can be based on gross receipts. It can be based on the number of employees in a particular location. It can be based on many different factors. And so there's a tax rate applied to that basis, and then the tax is remitted to keep the business license current and keep your business in good standing. Other jurisdictions have an actual fee, and it's akin to more of an administrative fee. So it could be 50 or or $100 that's collected to 
assist with the offset of the administrative burden of issuing a license and maintaining those records. And as a result of that, it's a flat fee and you get your license issued and are able to display the license and continue to conduct business. So that is probably the primary ways that that fees are collected along with the business licenses. Um, I think it's important to note too that um, in the banking industry, Um, There is also preemption, and in some jurisdictions, because banks are considered a business and they still do require a license to operate in accordance with the regulations at the state and local level, federal preemption law may eliminate the requirement to pay a business license-related tax or fee. And so that really needs to be investigated when a business um, that has banking is preparing to become licensed within a certain jurisdiction. Yeah, and I think that applies in the case of national banks regulated federally, that they can use that preemption statute again. And some of that, I think, also depends on what is the jurisdiction actually requiring? Is it a tax? Is it a fee? And what's at the heart of that license? Is that right? That's correct. Correct. And sometimes that can be difficult to unearth. So it's important that you, that a business, a bank has their legal group available to help with some of the uncovering of that, but that is definitely a consideration. And you mentioned legal group, which um, is a perfect segue to the next question I was thinking of, and that is, where within a bank do you typically see responsibility for filing for license Um, I assume there's annual filing, whether it's a tax or a a fee renewal. So who usually handles that? So we've seen where a bank's tax department, the responsibility of handling the licensing is held within a bank's tax department. We've seen others where it is held in the legal department and the legal group has responsibility for the licensing of the, the bank's in the jurisdictions in which they operate. In other cases outside of banking, there are businesses that have a retail operations group that manages the licensing since there are so many dependencies between themselves and um, other permits. So they have stood up essentially another group within their organization that manages only all of the licensing required to operate a business. So it it really can depend on the setup of the bank and how they want to structure the licenses and the dependencies that go along. So on the one hand, I can see this potentially being very decentralized and being handled within the local jurisdiction out of location. But on the other hand, I can see that centralization of that may bring some efficiencies and better controls around making sure that everything is being handled. I would agree with that statement wholeheartedly. We've actually seen it done both ways where the uh, bank has put the responsibility of the licensing on the branches. And sometimes there are, because of communication, because of a lack of understanding or expertise within the branches, who are quite frankly, you know, their primary responsibility is to manage and and operate their facility. So sometimes, you know, um, the business licenses and other tax requirements that go in there don't get addressed in the 
correct way. So centralizing that and underneath a group of folks with that experience tends to be very beneficial to businesses who have the opportunity to do so. That makes sense. So given the number of jurisdictions and and honestly, the number of different entities, I assume this is handled on an entity level for licensing. Um, I can see this being a big job. And if I think about mergers or entity consolidations or things, I'm guessing that brings about a bunch of issues or complications for this type of filing. Yeah, definitely administratively speaking, it does. So if a bit any business really, but banks in particular, if they are undergoing any type of transaction, that's going to bring with it new ownership or new entities. There is the responsibility by businesses to make sure that the appropriate administrative step is taken within each of the taxing authorities in which they're licensed to ensure that they have the most up-to-date information and that it aligns with the registrations that may be done other places within the state or at the federal government to ensure that there's no disruption in their business due to a licensing issue. Nobody wants that disruption in their business, I think. Is, <laughs> that's that's no, the upshot. That is very right? true. Yes. That, is, that is the ob- whole objective, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, being told that uh, you can't do business somewhere is not, is not the good answer. So, well, thanks. I know we just barely touched the surface on the potential issues following merger um, acquisition activity. So we'd love to have you back to talk to us more about that. Thanks, Liz. I would I would be happy to do that and look forward to it. Well, thanks, Sue, for taking us through license tax today. It was a great primer. And to our audience, thank you for joining us today. This is Liz Lamadou on behalf of KPMG's Banking and Capital Markets Tax Practice. I look forward to talking again soon. Thanks for listening to In the Vault with KPMG. Be sure to subscribe to this series to be notified of new episodes. 